Hey, hey, what's going on, everybody? Thank you for stopping by, and welcome to the Buckeye Zone. It's been about six weeks since we uh, recorded a, a podcast here, so I just wanted to get back on track, uh, basically catch up on what uh, has happened. Uh, and obviously, a lot has happened. You know, we've um, had the game. We had the Big Ten Championship game. Uh, Buckeyes ended up playing in the Rose Bowl. I mean, so obviously the college football playoff rankings came out. Um, players are coming and going. We got guys uh, declaring for the draft. We had guys holding out of the Rose Bowl. Uh, players coming and going through the transfer portal. Got rid of some coaches. Uh, brought in a coach. Uh, I mean, my goodness, we've had a lot going on. The coaching carousel, just with the head coaches alone, um, to like all these major programs, just so many things going on. I feel bad that I haven't recorded anything uh, in those six weeks. Been a little busy. Um, obviously, the holidays, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, birthdays, New Year's, work uh, got a little crazy there at the end and just kind of fell off the track there. So, I'm going to try to uh, finish strong uh, this 2021 season talk about the uh, two games that we've missed on this podcast show and hopefully I'll be able to uh, catch up and start talking about all these other things that have happened that I just uh, quickly mentioned there. But the thing I really wanted to talk about today was uh, the game that was played on November 27th up in Ann Arbor. Freezing cold temperatures, snow was flying, Um, not the best conditions for a team that's been looking a lot like a Big 12 team, and that would be our beloved Ohio State Buckeyes. They've kind of been going pass-happy this season, the past couple of seasons, to be quite honest, and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, I love watching offense. I love watching them spread the ball around to all these great and dynamic uh, playmakers and receivers. So, you know, it's fun. Don't get me wrong. It's fun to watch, but... When it starts getting cold up in a Big Ten country later in the season, you got to be able to dominate the line of scrimmage, got to be able to run the ball, play tough defense. So, you know, that's kind of what wins uh, this time of the year. And unfortunately, our Buckeyes uh, didn't quite uh, do that. I think early on in the season, we knew one of the problems with this team was not just the fact that they had lack of experience, and uh, I believe they had the second uh, least amount of uh, returning starters in the Big Ten. But we knew defense was a problem. Uh, obviously, we had, or I should say, Coach Day made a, a change with the defensive coordinator uh, duties going from Combs to uh, Matt Barnes. So, you know, we knew it was out there. And it kind of gave us, at least gave me, uh, some false uh, hope after they end up crushing Sparty, I believe it was like 56-7, shut down Kenneth Walker III, who looked like he was on his uh, fast track to uh, New York to be part of the uh, Heisman uh, Trophy ceremony uh, festivities over there. But, you know, they, they shut him down, and it looked like, you know, a silver bullet defense, to be quite honest, a, a team that could be poised to make another run at a Big Ten conference championship it would have been their fifth in a row 
and then making the playoffs for, I believe, the third year in a row. So everything was, you know, looking good up until we had to travel to Ann Arbor. <clears throat> I didn't want to say it. So I didn't want to do uh, push-ups, but uh, that's what we do in my household. And I think it's hilarious because my kids, you know, they're 10, 7. Even the 2-year-old will get down there and he'll try to <laughs> crank a couple out if I end up saying the M word in our house. But anyway, uh, watching this game, I don't know about you guys, if you guys had optimism. I know I certainly did. Uh, you know, Sparty beat the team up north, so I'm like, well, if we crushed Sparty, you know, we should be able to take care of business. We know the game plan. Uh, they were going to have a tough defense, but uh, the running attack is what was going to be their focal point of their offense. Not really scared of uh, McNamara as their quarterback. And so if you shut down the running backs, you know, you've got an excellent chance at winning the game. And unfortunately, uh, the Buckeyes started out uh, kind of cold, <laughs> kind of a pun there because it was cold. Uh, first quarter, they definitely struggled. They could have been down 14 nothing early uh, if it wasn't for uh, safety Brian Shaw uh, picking off a McNamara pass there uh, near the goal line. It, it could have gotten ugly real quick uh, if that if he didn't capitalize on that uh, poor read by their uh, quarterback. So Bryson Shaw, I know I've been critical of him uh, this year. You probably have been too. Um, you know, to be quite honest, he wasn't supposed to be playing, man. Uh, it was supposed to be Josh Proctor's job. Uh, and, you know, he got hurt early in the season. So, uh, you know, I guess the next best uh, option was Bryson Shaw. I kind of think of a couple other guys you know, maybe like Court Williams uh, probably could have done better. But you know what? I'm not there during practice. I'm not a coach. Just a guy watching the games. So uh, I'll leave it to the coaching staff. And if they think he was the best option, go for it. But he did come up with a big play. I'll have to give him credit for that. He did a great job. Uh, had a good read. Uh, and picked off the ball. So it, it you know, helped the Buckeyes uh, early on in the game. Is being down 14 nothing. Uh, I think it was going to be, um, I wouldn't say a monumental swing, but uh, the teams were kind of just feeling each other out here in the first half. Things, you know, didn't look like they were out of hand completely. Uh, Buckeyes went into halftime just down by one point. It was 13-14 going to half. So, you know, I still had hope. Uh, I had some optimism going on. Still thought we could win the game. Coach Day, he's you know, been great, uh, in his young career, making adjustments at halftime. Um, you know, they, what they really needed to do was find some consistency on offense. Uh, you know, shutting down, uh, the rushing attack, uh, like they did against, uh, Sparty. We're going to be two main, uh, things going in and hopefully they were able to execute in the second half. The problem is, the offensive line was getting no push in the first half, and that just basically continued in the second half. They were they were struggling, man. Uh, the defense for the team up north was, you know, making their presence known. They, they were getting after it. And our offensive line, you know, they, they were called, criticized and called out after the game of being soft. You, you got to be able to move the guy in front of you. You got to be able to create holes for the running backs, and they weren't doing that. And 
Yeah, they were struggling with uh, committing false starts. Um, I think I counted at that point, you know, it's been six weeks ago. Um, I think I counted four or five. You know, so it's going to not help your cause if you're committing penalties like that. Not just, you know, false starts, but holding penalties as well. So, you know, offensive line struggled. Um, you know, our front seven, our defense, you know, they were constantly getting beat. And, you know, I, I thought it was kind of crazy. Um, I think well, it was the game on ESPN or ABC, whatever. You know how before the game they, they show, like, the starting lineups. And it looked like Ohio State, uh, I even uh, called my dad at halftime and told him about it, but uh, the Buckeyes were playing 4-2-5 defense. And I was kind of hoping they would switch it up and go to a 4-3 defense. That way you could actually commit an extra linebacker in there to, uh, you know, stop in the run. Because it looked like, you know, we were having our hands full in that first half as far as, you know, trying to keep up with, you know, Haskins running the ball. And, you know, they didn't make that switch. And it's kind of frustrating because you kind of knew the game plan, like I had mentioned earlier. The team up north wants to run the ball. That's pretty much what they've been doing all season long. You know, try to shut down the running game. I know it's, you know, easier said than done. They've been pretty effective all year long and try to make McNamara, you know, one-dimensional, make him beat you. And, you know, got to give credit to the team up north's uh, offensive line. They they did a heck of a job calming down our front six, front seven, whatever you want to uh, say, because, you know, we were in the 4-2-5 defense. But, you know, I'll give them credit. They, they we, we knew the game plan, and they still were able to effectively execute what they wanted to do against our Buckeyes defense. So it was just kind of frustrating. I know uh, there was a lot of criticisms uh, coming after this game, and rightfully so. You know, looking back on it, a lot of people were ticked off. I know I was kind of upset, but I still kept trying to remind myself, this is a young team. You know, it would have been great to win, but, you know, what they say, a, a blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while or something like that. Okay, you know, it it sucks, especially to lose to that team. But, you know, it's bound to happen, whatever. So while it was frustrating, I I completely understand it. Um, You know, like I said, at halftime, I was kind of hoping they would make adjustments. You know, I I started to get a little nervous when we we came out there because the Buckeyes ended up having the ball first. They received the ball, and they went three and out on three rushing attempts. I thought to myself, oh, oh, boy, that's that's not good. You know, we've got a dynamic running back in Henderson. He's going to be special. I have no concerns with him. I have no doubt, uh, you know, he's going to do great things uh, next year. He, he, you know, beat uh, Maurice Claret's freshman record for rushing yards and uh uh, touchdown. So, you know, I, I have no doubt he's going to be electric. But just not on that day. And the offensive line, I, I, I feel like they kind of let him down. Um, but, you know, 
I still had hope even after that three and out. It just started to, you could kind of see the writing on the wall. Unfortunately, the team up north had a, a 14 and 0 uh, third quarter. And you could just kind of sense things were starting to slip away heading into fourth. And unfortunately, that, that that's kind of what happened. The, the Buckeyes tried to make a game of it. I think the fourth quarter, um, you know, we tied with the team up north. It was 14 14. But, you know, at that point, you had to, you know, try to shut them down and, and, and make your move. But, uh, you know, the Wolverines, they, they made their move there in the third quarter. And, you know, it stinks. You know, Aiden Hutchinson, that guy was a beast. You know, he, he kind of reminded me of Chase Young. Uh, his final year with the Buckeyes, you know, that game um, they had during the regular season with Wisconsin when he had like four, uh, four sacks. Aiden Hutchinson, he was like in the backfield for a majority of the game. You know, he had 15 quarterback pressures, three sacks. Uh, that definitely propelled him, uh, you know, to be mentioned along with the uh, Heisman Trophy candidates. I don't think if he would have been invited to New York if it wasn't for, you know, that performance against the Buckeyes. So, you know, the best players, you know, you got to rise to the occasion on the biggest stages and, uh, you know, a lot of eyeballs are are tuning in and watching the game. So, you know, he, you know, did a great job for himself, not just for himself, but also for his team. Uh, you know, Haskins, he, he was highly effective. You know, he had 28 attempts for 169 yards, five touchdowns. That's amazing that the Buckeyes gave up five rushing touchdowns to one guy. Um that was obviously a record. Ugh, that, that, that performance by our defense, man, that, that's rough. And, you know, the game plan for the team up north just worked. It, it, I absolutely hate it. I, I know the rest of you guys hated it. There's going to be some changes in the offseason. Um, you know, it, it's already begun with, uh, you know, Matt Barnes is leaving and uh, Ohio State hired away the defensive coordinator from Oklahoma State, Jim Knowles. So, you know, things are things are already happening. Looking forward to next year's uh, team. We can uh, dive into that in uh, a later podcast. But, um, you know, the Buckeyes, for this game, they had some them problems that just kept reoccurring all season long. The, the red zone offense struggled. Penalties absolutely killed you you know it, it, we I keep saying we but you know the Buckeyes possibly could have made could have made it more of a game if they didn't commit so many penalties the the, the official count was 10 to 2 so many false starts so many holding calls you know I feel like all season long the Buckeyes have been uh just torched on on this one category alone we had referenced it in previous podcasts that it just felt like they're just sloppy or the the refs I hate using the refs as an excuse but it just seems like Ohio State is just constantly being flagged and other teams are not right or wrong whether you want to blame the refs whether you want to blame the coaching staff for not making the players uh, liable for this sort of behavior I don't know I, I can't explain it but I think all but one game this year, 
Ohio State had the advantage. And so those things are going to hurt you, man. Turnovers, uh, third down conversions, um, penalties. They're, they're going to, they're things that just, you know, shoot yourselves in the foot. And it's, if you do too many of those things, it, it, it's hard to win ball games, no matter who you're playing against. Yeah, if you have more talent, cool. Uh, sometimes it's coaching too. But if you're doing, you know, if you can't convert on third down or fourth down, if you're constantly making penalties, if you're constantly turning the ball over, you know, it's sometimes just too much to overcome. That kind of happened with the, the team up north game, and uh, it's just just frustrating. And one more thing that, that it's unfortunate is just our linebacking core. I don't know. I know they've been decimated uh, this year. They had Kayvon Pope and, and Dallas Gant uh, leave team. I'm not saying they were going to play much, but, uh, you know, Taraja Mitchell had high hopes for him. But, you know, he just, you know, he's a captain, but he just didn't play very well all season long. And it's unfortunate. And the Buckeyes had to rely on Steel Chambers there. Um, Tommy Eichenberg, you know, Cade Stover even had to play. Uh, against the team up north and you know he, he's a uh, you know been playing tight end for most of the season or at least practicing with that unit steel chambers you know he was a running back last year so you a lot of the game there you had two guys you know chambers and Cade stover they weren't even you know technically supposed to be linebackers so they're gonna have to do something in the off season. i know we got two highly uh uh, touted recruits coming in in this recruiting class. That's something else that happened <laughs> in the last six weeks was the uh, the signing day, and uh, they got two guys coming in, and C.J. Hicks and Gabe Powers. Both guys are ranked in the top uh, five, top six, if whoever recruiting rankings you like to look at, ESPN, uh, Rivals, 24-7, whoever. You know, these guys are studs, and I'm not sure how much um, – action they're going to see during the the next upcoming season. Uh, I'd like to think maybe C.J. Hicks will uh, see the f- uh, field, but we'll see. Hopefully they can get things figured out. Uh, Jim Knowles, you know, I I kind of like uh, the numbers. Uh, we'll, we, we can dive in that, like I said, in, a, in another podcast. But he, you know, he's doing great things with Oklahoma State during his time there, uh, especially this year. I think they have like a top 20 defense, whereas the Buckeyes were like 60th uh, or even a little worse than that. And Oklahoma State's recruiting three and four stars, mainly three stars. And Ohio State's getting, you know, some of the best players, you know, um, four and five star guys. So that's, you know, exciting to see what the possibility is in the future uh, with Jim Knowles and, the, and this defense. But, you know, the Buckeyes just struggled and. Up north in Ann Arbor, uh, they ended up losing it, uh, twenty-seven to forty-two. This was Ryan Day's first ever Big Ten loss. You know, at that point, he had twenty-five straight wins in conference play. So, you know, streaks. You know, they all come to an end at some point. Just kind of frustrating that we had to lose to the, you know, to that team. But, you know, you just got to tip your cap to them and work that much harder in the off season uh, and make sure it just doesn't happen again. C.J. Stroud, I just want to leave this with you guys. Um, you know, he was 34 for 49, 
threw for almost 400 yards. It was uh, 394, two touchdowns and zero interceptions. Played a good game, young man. Um, he's he ended up going to uh, New York, and I think he ended up uh, fourth in the Heisman uh, ballot. But I I just don't like the fact that you know he had to throw 49 times. I'd like to see it more like 35 times a game. Have that running attack. Uh, have a have that nice balance. I know Urban Meyer was talking about having 250, 250, you know, pass and rush. Get that 500 yard mark um, is nice. Um, but that was his offense. Ryan Day, you know, if you can throw um, for 350, then the rest is rushing. That's fine, I guess. Uh, Henderson had 17 attempts, on 74 rushing yards and a touchdown, you know, it is what it is, guys. It, it, it sucks, but, you know, work that much harder for next year. Uh, I have all the faith in Coach Day making adjustments, and he's already changing things up, uh, bringing in Knowles. Uh, Matt Barnes is leaving, and we'll see what, what else transpires. And I look forward to, uh, you know, seeing what they can do next year. Uh, this next podcast, uh, we'll break down what happened during the Rose Bowl game, and and there's plenty of other things to talk about. So looking forward to that. Hopefully you guys enjoyed uh, show 21. We were covering the Team Up North game, and um, hopefully you had a fantastic holiday season, like a, a and hol- holidays, uh, <laughs> constant holidays there in between these two podcast shows. So hopefully it was good. Hopefully you guys stayed healthy and safe, and uh, tune back in uh, for our breakdown of the uh, Rose Bowl game and uh, talk to you guys soon. Thanks a lot and go Bucks.